Hello and welcome to The Coordinate, an Attack on Titan podcast, or uh, The Promised Neverland podcast? I'm Tyler, and today I'll be reviewing uh, The Promised Neverland, at least the first three episodes. So if you never listened to this podcast before, we're normally an Attack on Titan podcast, but since Attack on Titan's not airing right now, me and Bill are trying to figure out the next thing we're going to watch. So uh, we're suggesting different shows for each other to watch, and Bill has suggested for me to watch The Promised Neverland. Which, going into this, I had little to no expectations for. Just looking at a thumbnail for it, I'm pretty sure I'd scrolled past it on like Hulu or something, and it did not look interesting at all. The main characters are children, and the thumbnail, for some reason, their appearances made me think they were fairies. Don't think don't think they're fairies now after watching three episodes and then the title of it made me think they're fairies too because it's like a reference to like peter pan i suppose and um no it's it's not i mean it is a reference to peter pan because yeah these are the children who will never grow up because they get eaten by demons <laughs> so yeah this is an anime series about children who are being farmed to be eaten by demons so that's pretty cool uh but yeah before getting into it much that eh, Meh, meh. But yeah, before getting into it too much, uh, let's let's talk about some of the creators behind it and just some fun things like that. So, um, first of all, I don't know how I missed this anime because it's hugely popular. It's uh, sold over 32 million copies, which for context, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but for some context that I can like comprehend... This was the second most watched anime at the time, like at the largest opening for its uh, season two. Uh, It was the second most just behind Attack on Titan, the final season, presumably part one. So, yeah, it's hugely popular and uh, it's had, you know, a Japanese live action film made. There's actually an English Amazon series, uh, like pre-production. I don't know. They're working on it. Yeah. I don't have high expectations for that, but apparently the Japanese film's pretty good, which is surprising because looking at pictures of it, I'm pretty sure all of the actors are adults and I'm curious to see if they're playing 11 year olds or (laughs) what's happening there. So this, uh, manga, well, this anime started out as a manga and that ran in Shonen Jump from August 2016 to June 2020. So not a huge run, uh, you know, only like four years, which is kind of cool. I like series that, you know, they they know when to leave. Not everything needs to be a one piece that runs for your entire life. You know, you just got like a tight story you want to tell get in, get out. So, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And I think it's cool that the series is already ended because that means, you know, when they're adapting this into an anime, they they have all the stuff there like you're not going to run into a spot where they're going to decide to just like produce a bunch of filler or they're not going to have to take like a four-year break or something to let the manga catch up so that's all good stuff just to talk about the creators of the manga this is interesting to me because i every i'm not that huge into manga like i've only read attack on titan but from my experience with watching anime usually the manga creator is both the artist and the like writer either they'll have like assistants and stuff but for this series there's actually there is a distinct writer and a distinct artist which is cool like i feel like that makes sense like not everyone can draw that has good story ideas so i always thought it was kind of weird that you know 
they were like one and the same. Also, that's a lot of work. But yeah, so the writer, uh, his name is going to butcher this. Don't know why I'm trying. Kaya Shira. And that is a pen name. And apparently no one knows his real name or birthday <laughs> or like anything about him. So that's pretty cool that you can make something this popular and no one have literally any idea who you are. The artist, her name is Pazuka Demizu. And yeah, I, I don't know anything else she did. I tried to look into it, but apparently they partnered together on a lot of stuff. So presumably she knows who he is. But yeah, still, I think that's cool that he's he goes by a pin name and no one knows who he actually is. So now on to the actual show. So I mentioned this is a series about kids who get eaten by demons. And yeah, that's exactly what it is. But that's not how it starts out. It starts out with it being a show about just some sweet little orphan kids who are living in an orphanage and they have uh, this uh, mother figure that they call mom and they all love her and she loves them and they refer to each other as family and they all seem super super happy and we're introduced to our I'm going to call her the main Emma's our main character I'd say and she's just like super friendly she's very helpful with all the kids you know she's just like a good big sister and so she is one of the oldest kids she's 11 and there's two other 11 year olds who are Norman and Ray who are I'd say those three are the main characters as far as I've seen so far and yeah so they're all the one negative thing I will say about this uh, anime is that the characters are kind of one-dimensional at least as they're introduced uh their three main characters have like you know emma is like super friendly and that's also her weakness and then norman is super smart and then ray is like kind of lazy like you know he he doesn't necessarily like a challenge like if he hits a wall he just gives up but he's also like exceptionally good at things. So yeah, they're a little one-dimensional, but I think they play off of each other in a way that's fun. Um, so yeah, so let's let's get back to what's happening. So you know, we're introduced to them. They're all happy, happy, cool, cool, and uh, they play tag a lot. Which their version of tag is a little different than what I think of tag. Like I feel like they're played in hide and go seek, but. They call it tag, so, you know, I'll, I'll let them do their thing. In my mind, tag is when you, you tag someone, they become it, and then now they're tagging people, but they people hide, and then they get tagged. So, meh, meh. Why am I talking about tag so much? I don't know. Tag's actually a huge part of the show, so there's a reason I'm thinking about tag a lot. <laughs> but anyway, so as the episode goes on, there's one kid who we find out, she's one of the younger ones, she's six, and we find out that, like, today she's going to be adopted. And they're all talking about, like, all the kids that get adopted, no one ever writes and they're like speculating why that is and some kids suggest that they're just like so happy that they never think about the orphanage again and then other kids suggest that they think it would offend their family like their new parents to write their old family and Connie's like no no I'm definitely gonna write you guys she's the I don't think I said her name before but she's the kid who's getting adopted and she's like no I'm definitely gonna write you guys and when I grow up I can't wait to be a good mom just like mom and um she's got her little bunny that she loves and like she's it's not like a real bunny it's like a stuffed bunny but it's important that she loves it because uh when mom's like taking her to go get adopted emma and norman and ray realize that poor little connie left her bunny behind so they gotta go take her a bunny so uh norman and emma are the ones who do it and they get to like the edge of the i guess like the orphanage's property and at that point, there is a really low fence around everywhere, and then there's also a gate, and they're not allowed to go beyond there. 
So it's kind of like Attack on Titan, where, you know, you got this thing that's supposed to be protecting you because there's things that can hurt you out there. But also, it's it's really just trapping you in. And then also, if you go outside of it, you get eaten. So, yeah. Anyways, they decide to, like, sneak out, and they'll just deal with the consequences later because they, they don't think they're going to get, like, in that much trouble. But so they get out there, and they see a car for the first time, and... They're like, okay, like looking around, trying to see if they can find Connie and mom to give the bunny to. And what Emma finds is Connie's dead body in the car. And she like freaks out. And then Norman sees it. And then they hide because they hear like some people coming. And then we we see that they are like monstrous creatures. And they're talking about eating uh, the, the kid. And they're talking about how it's been like a poor harvest lately. And I guess like the orphanage they're at is like the number one farm that always produces the highest quality. And it's like implied that the younger ones are like poor stock. Like they harvest them at younger ages if they're not high quality and yeah we'll, we'll get into what makes high quality here in a bit but they're all very freaked out by that and as soon as they can they run away but they, they accidentally leave a little bunny behind so mom finds it and knows that someone knows about the harvest so there are some indications earlier on in the first episode that there's something weird going on because we get a flash of just like everyone sitting at the table eating and then we see their necks have like tattoos of numbers and it's like okay that's that's a bit strange that seems kind of like prisoner ish and then we they they ha- they do these like really intense tests why are they doing these intense tests at an orphanage? Like, what's going on there? And uh, Emma, Ray, and Norman all score perfect on it. And I guess they keep doing that all the time. And everybody else is, like, doing real bad at it. So, turns out the tests are for determining how good of a stock they are. Like, how good of a product. I guess how tasty they will be. Because what the demons want, at least this is all speculation from uh, Norman. So, I don't know if this is true or not yet. But Norman proposes that the demons want to eat just their brains or at least that's the tastiest part and the more developed their brains are better they taste so basically the older the kids are allowed to get before being harvested is determined by how well they do on test so do good on the test you get to live longer your brain gets to develop more and you taste better but uh, we find out that all kids get harvested by their 12th birthday and I think the earliest they get harvested is at their sixth so I guess if they're just kind of dumb by their sixth birthday you know they give them until then to see how they do and then they're still dumb they just go ahead and get rid of them so um i guess connie was stupid which is funny because attack on titan connie is stupid uh so then their mom gets a like a second she's kind of like a nun she gets like a another nun to come help out and this woman's crazy we see a conversation between mom whose name is isabella uh so we get a conversation with isabella and the new nun lady and she's explaining the situation about how there's been like a breach and some kids know about it and they need to figure out who. But they also don't relay this back to the demons. They're trying to keep it under wraps. And the, the new lady, there's like an implication that she was previously a kid at this orphanage. So I have the question of like, what did they, what did they have to do to survive? But this woman is straight crazy because she also talks to a doll like it's a real person. And maybe you have to be crazy like if you're crazy you don't taste good so they let you live to raise children in their farms don't know yet so this new nun lady she wants to betray isabella 
find out which kids know about it and turn them in as well as Isabella into the demon so that they will make her a mom of an orphanage. Yeah. So that's a lot. Meanwhile, we have uh, Norman and Emma are just trying to go about like their normal lives and blend in. They figure out that they estimate that they have about two months before another kid gets harvested. So in that time, they need to figure out how to escape. And Emma insists on taking everyone. And Norman agrees with her. They decide to bring Ray into the mix because he's, you know, the other smartest one. And Ray is less about bringing everyone, but they kind of force it on him. So they find out that beyond the small fence is a giant wall and it's like super smooth and there's nothing you can climb on it. So they think the best way to go about it is using a rope of sheets to get over it, but they don't know how they're going to get all the little kids over. And uh, Emma comes up with a plan that they will train by playing tag. So they won't tell the kids what's happening. They'll make it out all to be a game and they'll just play like some really intense tag where like um, everyone's it and they have to catch Norman. Yep. Because he's like real good at tag. And that's about as far as I got like... They, they decide they're not going to tell the uh, little kids because they don't know if one, they'll believe them. Two, they suspect that there is a traitor in their midst. Oh, also they, they have like uh, trackers in their ears that they discover because um, mom shows off that she can like find them with a watch in like a sort of subtle way, like a watch-like device. So they realize that there must be some way for them to be tracked. And so they're like, how this tracker get inside of us? So when they bring in a newborn, Emma just like does her normal carrying sister thing and is like putting a diaper on it, dressing it, all that thing. And she like searches it over to see if there's like any kind of like place where like a scar or anything like fresh wound where something was implanted and they find it and it's in like the top of their ear. So they had to figure out how to get those out or deactivate them or something. And, but yeah, I really, really, really dug this anime and it it's probably my favorite thing that I'm currently watching. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what's out there beyond this world. Like, what's this demon society like? Because um, th- there's not that many kids, so I'm assuming children are expensive to eat. They probably eat other things. Uh, one of the demons actually eat, mentions eating a cat, and the other demon's like, you eat those things? <laughs> so now it's time to put this in our list and, like, rank it. And, you know, this is our list of what we will most likely cover after Attack on Titan ends. And so at the very top, we have 86, which I need to watch because we had some feedback from Benjamin in the Discord, which you can join the Discord by going to probablywork.com slash Discord or look in the show notes. Link there. Um, so yeah, he, he watched 86, the at least the first three episodes, and said, it was boring, so I don't know. Bill could be wrong, and this should not be at the top of our list. I really need to watch it and weigh in. But yeah, so at the top, we've got 86. Then we have Jujutsu Kazan, and then we have Dick Fight Island, and then at the very bottom, we have Log Horizon. At least for now, because guess what's going at the very bottom is the Promised Neverland. And I'll tell you why after this commercial break. Yeah, so I, I loved these first three episodes. I can't wait to watch more of this anime. But we're not going to be doing a podcast on it. Because apparently they completely fucked it in the second season. Yeah, first season, amazing. Everyone loves it. The manga, amazing. Everyone loves it. Second season of the uh, anime is the second most popular thing on Crunchyroll. And then after episode five, they just like decided to 
rapidly bring it to the end of the manga series from what i understand so yeah they just brought it to the end like I, it doesn't end at episode five but i think it's like a 12 episode season so from episode five to 12 the pacing just gets screwed up and they just rush through the story they like don't bother doing world building and then they just like end it and i assume it ends where the manga ended or maybe they just made something up. It's not very clear, but they're not making a third season of it. And that sucks. <laughs> this show is really good. Uh, I, I feel bad. I've put both of the things Bill's recommended at the bottom of the list every time. But Bill, you, you did a good job recommending this because this show is awesome and you should watch it. And I guess the good thing about it being at the bottom of the list is we can, you know, watch the uh anime and then i guess read the manga without having to wait a year so like that's nice but man it sucks <laughs> I, i'm curious if uh if they do the amazon series if they will you know more accurately adapt it and if it'll actually be good i don't know how's that gonna work as a as a live action series though because kids get old fast like look at stranger things that that one kid be like hunched over for a season to make him look smaller <laughs> and he just looked weird i've never been so disappointed so i guess i should talk about why i know that in the first place um i knew that the the manga came to an end so it was like okay when considering ranking this i was like do i put this above 86 below 86 i haven't seen 86 so i was like i guess i need to watch 86 but i decided to look into this first since the uh, manga already came to an end i was like let's see how people felt about the ending of the manga and people generally like it uh but along looking into that i found out none of the details of the ending but I know people hate the second season of the anime because of how it just rushes through the material to get to the end and yeah so that's how i found out about that anyways um so next week we are not actually going to be doing an anime series like this we're going to be back to attack on titan finally uh we're going to be doing the ovas because it was just announced on crunchyroll that they're going to be releasing the dubbed ovas uh weekly so yeah i it'll be cool for finally like our, our dubbed and our like subbed listeners we can all be on the same page for once and not have to have like separate feeds in our discord and stuff like that the the subs have been out there for a long time but i guess this is the first time the dubs are being released so that's pretty cool and so next week bill's going to be doing i think it's isles notebook isles journal something like that uh we've already covered this before when we did the manga because it was in there but I, i'm curious to see what bill thinks about it now and i'm not going to tell bill what he's watching next time I'll just wait until we get done with the Attack on Titan stuff because we're going to be doing this for a couple of weeks. So, I don't know. It's cool to be back on Attack on Titan. Thank you, Crunchyroll, for kind of forcing our hands with this because we were planning on recording all of the uh, OVAs together just over the next, like, several months. And looking at our schedules, we were going to be able to record together until, like, June. So, yeah, I I'm kind of glad we were just going to go ahead and get in here and check them out. Because there's some of these uh, OVAs that are differently toned than Attack on Titan. There's one that looks really funny from screenshots I've seen of it. It's like there's like a cook-off or something. And I, I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, you can recommend things for us to watch in the Discord. We'll get back on this after we get done with Attack on Titan uh, OVAs. And until next time, don't get eaten by demons.
too young for this trek. The final frontier. These are the voyages of... MC. Troy. And Eric. Their mission to introduce Tyler to strange new episodes. To seek out the best and worst media in the Star Trek franchise. To boldly go where several podcasts have probably gone before. You can listen to these goobers talk about Star Trek by searching for Too Young for This Trek or by visiting probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com.